Not what I practice. Hold on, let's try it one more time. That's it. That's what I meant to do. Well, welcome back to the episode number seven of the JP Pod. I'm your host, JP. And I am Fiddlin' Leona. We're coming to you as live as we can from Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what we can get into this week. We finally. Uh, Finally finished the Leona story, the musical journey. Mm, longest journey. Longest journey ever. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break from the musical journeys this week, and uh, we're gonna probably do a, we're gonna do a standard episode. Hey, ma, mazua May this. Finally May. Hey. Hey. Gogatsu Hey. Gogatsu. Hey. Gogatsu. So everyone celebrated Gogatsu. Uh, got. Uh, well. Yeah, I guess uh, are they celebrating Gogatsu in the United States? I mean, we are celebrating as in a golden league. Right, uh, right, right. Well, everybody <laughs> celebrates May though. May is kind of the uh, unofficial beginning of the first month of summer. Summer, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, it's the crossover between summer and spring. Mm. So the weather starts getting nice and, and all that. So we've been doing a lot of things here lately, haven't we? So uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, uh, let's let's talk about where we've been? We've been on. We had a small mini tour mm. last week mm. uh, down in Kochi, which is uh, in Shikoku, so, technically, so, so, so. which is a southern island in uh, uh, Japan, uh, down, kind of a western, southwestern island so, in Japan, mm. and uh, uh, it's disconnected just by a few miles from the main island of Japan, but it's so, <laughs> but it's still an island. Mm. Because water surrounds it, so, so. so uh, we did a we did a tour down there. Had a wonderful time. We played a couple of shows in Kochi. Uh, we did uh, the Earth Day mm. in Kochi, which was uh, which was a fun event. It was kind of hot. I got sunburned. Mm. Well, I did too. Then. Yeah, you did too. I got sunburned and had fifty sunblock on. So that. t-shirt so and we also had uh, the concert was kind of cool. Uh, it was an Earth Day event put on by the city of Kochi, and uh, we played in front of the Kochi Castle or down below it so, in a field so, so, below. Uh, used to be the, I guess the, uh, what do you call those people that lived in those castles? Eh? What are those people that lived in castles? Lords, daimyo lords, or something like that. Daimyo, muscle upper. Upper level people. Well, that was it. Used to be a rich guy lived in a castle, and, and so the Kochi guy, I guess, kind of like a governor of that area. Uh, so we played there in front of the Kochi castle. We had a unique surprise. We didn't realize that there was a Norwegian cruise line that was doing a. They stopped in the port of Kochi. They were doing a, a ship tour. So many Yeah. So a lot of Americans just randomly <laughs> walked in. As soon as they all started walking in, Leona and I are just starting our concert, and they're like, their minds, their heads just exploded. Like, oh, what's so going funny. on here? Like they're <laughs> expecting to see like people sitting around playing flutes and stuff like that, and like uh, making sushi or something. And they see us standing there in overalls, mm. and that was a little bit of a shock. Even had one guy from the cruise. He came up to us and, like, so during the so, so during the, during the concert, some older gentleman comes up and like has a so. full-on conversation with me on stage about where he's from and stuff. He was from Wisconsin. Oh. So, uh, I was but it, it was fun meeting all those people yes. and, and having that event. And then, uh, and then also in Kochi, we played an Irish pub mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's in downtown Kochi. Uh, had a great concert there. And then we also played in Takamatsu, which is on, on another kind of northeastern end of Shikoku. And uh, we played there in Takamatsu at a at a music club mm-hmm. and uh, had a wonderful event there. And, and I love Kochi. Kochi's got great food, great people. Uh, well, yeah, Kochi and Takamatsu. And the whole thing, actually. Well, those, those are the two that we went to. Kochi is famous for... Katsuo. Mm-hmm. Bonito. Bonito, which is also, I think, shipjack tuna. Mm-hmm. It's a type of tuna, but uh, the the main way of preparing it 
is uh, actually just searing it Salt. on a grill, cooking it with straw. So you actually use dry straw, mm. catch the straw on fire. Well, some people have heard of tataki, de show. Yeah, it's like tuna tataki. So, so, you can so, get so, that so. at some restaurants so, and stuff. So that's that's what it's just basically. It's cooked around the edges. So, so. It's very rare, but mm. the edges are kind of burnt. But so, but I mean, this is the season of hatsugatsu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hatsu means the the first. The first time they come so, through, so, so, so. they're migrating fish. So so. This is the first time. I guess they're going south. I guess yeah, so. To the warmer, yeah. no, north. North. To the cooler so, waters. So, so, so. Around November, mm-hmm. they come back. Come back down to the warmer. So, so, so basically, usually the ones that comes back is a little more fattier. Right, right. But uh, even though it was the Hatsugatsu. Oh, no, they were still oh, good. Man. Wow. So basically, we ate what four times. Four times. Uh, in some, like, some sort of sashimi Four times three days. <laughs> yeah. So, so we did pretty good. So, I would yeah. say. I, I'm surprised that we all didn't get a gout or anything. Yeah, or some sort of like, <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, but it, it really is good though. We uh, yes. uh, we enjoyed that. And then in Takamatsu, uh, they're they're famous for udon noodles, mm-hmm. which are. Uh, are they? They're not uh, buckwheat. Is soba? What is udon? Flour. Flour. Flour noodles. <laughs> Big thick noodles. And uh, um, we—they're uh, famous for that. But they're also famous for their chicken. Mm-hmm. They have this great roasted takamatsu chicken. Uh, not takamatsu chicken is not the uh, actual name. It's honetsuki uh, dori, which honetsuki means uh, it's with bone. Right, chicken so with bone. So, 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 tori is chicken. Mm. So, but it's uh, you know it's kind of roasted, slow cooked. Uh, I can't explain. I mean, it's just it's juicy. Yes, so, and then crunchy outside at the skin. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. You know, it's really juicy juice, <laughs> and I like my juice juicy. <laughs> then you can uh, usually when you buy those or when you get to eat those, you get to choose either. Uh, like a young chicken, yeah, or, or older, chicken. older chicken. Yeah, yeah. Usually, younger one is a little more softer, yeah, and tender. Juicier, yeah. So. so, like I say, I, I, I like my juice juicy. So, uh, <laughs> so you prefer a young one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I hate that at the end of the day. That's <laughs> the young one. I try not to think about it. Just, yeah, just yeah. go with it. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and uh, we kind of we had a good time. We also had a show too, right before we the day before we left. Shikoku, we played down in Yokohama. Uh huh. Atelier K. Atelier K had a cool show down there. It's a wonderful uh, kind of a display room for like classic guitar. Mm, so it was a very nice space. Yeah, mm. yeah. And they had uh, they gave us some great food there as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so uh, we got some new we got some stuff coming up too, like uh, next week, right? <laughs> yes. Um, after the Golden Week, <laughs> Golden Week is over. Uh. 12th of May, mm-hmm. we will be in Kobe. Uh, we'll be performing at the place called Silk Road, um, which is located at uh, JR Motomachi Station. Mm-hmm. And four minutes from that station, um, we'll be performing from 2 o'clock, 2500 yen plus mm-hmm. drink order food. And that's like a two sits. Yeah, regular, regular, regular kind of concert. concert. Yes. And then uh, next date, which is the 13th of May, which mm-hmm. is uh, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. um, in this uh, place called Shinkaichi, is having a music festival mm-hmm. from 12th, actually. Right. So, so we'll be performing at this music festival at the stage called... I'm not really sure how to say this, but K A B C Kabok or something that's I believe people are calling uh-huh. um, stage. I'll be performing four o'clock, uh, four to four thirty. Mm-hmm. We'll be um, now, now that festival is just any kind of music, correct? Yes, it's uh, like you know uh, Japanese music or western music western music jazz whatever. acapella mm-hmm. folk mm-hmm. blues 
anything and maybe a little bit of a dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I could do some uh, Tahitian dance so, or something so, so, like so, that. So, something yeah. like that. <laughs> and then following the day, mm. which is the 14th of May, mm-hmm. um, usually I do a once a month, once a month um, radio thing that I yeah. do for the Radio Kansai. Which is out of Kobe. Which is out of yeah. Kobe in the, I guess, Kansai area. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be going into the studio. Live in the to studio. Do, yes, yes. So if anybody's in that area and you can tune in, what's the what's the station? Radio Kansai. Okay. And um, I believe I usually... A little bit after 11. 11, yes. 11, 11 10 or... to 11.30, ish, something like that. Yeah. So... We don't know what we, how we're gonna do that or anything no, yet, no, but no. Uh, you'll be able to listen to us on the radio as well. So, okay, so that kind of that kind of takes care of all of our upcoming events. Am I correct? Yes. So if you guys are in Kobe, mm-hmm. or within within an hour or so, ne, ma, so ne, Osaka or all around there. So, I know that if you're in a Kansai area, mm-hmm. um, please come see us and say hello to us and. Possibly purchase my CD or something. If you need any information on any of that, you can always find our information at www.fiddlingleona.com or Fiddling Leona's Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and type in Fiddling, F-I-D-D-L-I-N-G, Leona, L-E-O-N-A. All right, so we're going to move on to our next section, Mountain Story Time. So what we're going to talk about this week? Mm. What are we going to talk about this week? What about like a dancing, dancing or something? Okay, yeah, yeah. We were talking. We've been talking about dancing today, and I said, well, let's talk a little bit about the mountain dancing. Um, we basically, uh, my greatest, as far as my experience in dance, it goes back to a young childhood. A young child. Young I had a young child. childhood when I was when I was a child. I was <laughs> young child. Yeah, when I was a child, I was young, <laughs> oh and uh, my grandma and grandpa, uh, who who still live up in uh, the middle part of Virginia around the Martinsville area, uh, when I would go visit them when I was a young child, they used to be real big into like square dances and mm. Saturday night dances mm. locally uh, there in the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> and uh, they would always kind of when I would go visit, sometimes take me along. At that point in time, I didn't understand what was happening mm. or what was going on. I just realized a bunch of people were dancing and there was a bunch of uh, uh, hillbilly music being played. Mm. Uh, uh, that's before I'd really gotten into it. But uh, it was always interesting to watch people dance because uh, used to people danced all the time. Nowadays, a lot of people don't dance. So mad. But, uh, and then uh, my experience along with, uh, along with ours, you've been there as well, is the Carter Family Fold, mm. which uh, is actually, sorry about that, was a, is actually uh, part of uh, the Carter Family, the original Carter Family. It's kind of their home place in mm-hmm. southwest Virginia, a small town called Hilton's, mm-hmm. Hilton's, Virginia. And uh, every Saturday night, I think every Saturday night mm. since 1974 or 76, 74 or 76, don't quote me. Uh-huh. Uh, they've had a weekly barn dance that features a band. It could be a big name band, could be a local band, mm. could be me, could be Lee, Fiddle and Leona, could be anyone. But the the performance is kind of secondary to the dancing. It's so, one of the few places where that still takes place. So, ファミリー。っていうのをご存知ない人は多いかなと思うんですけど、そのカーターファミリーが昔からまだあのまだ未だに続いている場所として、カーターファミリーえ、カーワッツだアクションでもカーターファミリーフォールドですね。なのであのま
とあのなんて言ったらいいのかなステージがあって、うん、ステージと客席の間に、うん、それこそ it's bigger than stage だね that dance floor yeah the dance floor is almost times two of the stage、ね、which the stage is pretty big そうステージよりも2倍ぐらい大きいえっ、ー、といわゆるダンスをする人たちのいわゆるダンスエリアがあって、うん、そこの先にオーディエンス客席があるっていうような作りになっていてとにかくそこでの演奏っていうのは演奏が上手いとか下手とかそういうことでもないし歌が上手いとか下手とかそういうことは関係なしにとにかくどれだけの人を踊らせられるかっていうのが楽しめるようなところなんだよね。Mm-hmm. So... So, like Leona said, it's a, it's a very interesting place. Huge dance floor.、Mm. Um, uh, there's always dancing going on. And you, you, when, you play the car, when you play at the Carter Fold,、uh, you kind of have to approach it differently than any other show you play. You have to think about constant fiddle tunes, you have to, you have to think about people getting tired. So, you can play a fast song and a medium song and then a slow song. Let everybody rest a little bit. And then bit. don't forget to put the waltz. And waltzes. They have, you have to have a couple of waltzes in each set, too, so, so they can slow dance. So it, it's one of the most interesting shows to put together because if you go in there and just try to do a regular set, like、mm. your regular show, it doesn't no, work. No, no. You have to cater and you have to think about the dancing when you're putting together the、so、performance. Because they're there to dance. Yes. That's, I mean, like I said, Saturday night they dance. They dance. Sunday, Sunday. they go to church. Exactly. So、uh, if anybody's ever in there, it's near Kingsport, Tennessee.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not too far from Kingsport, but like I say, it's in a place called Hilton's, Virginia, and it's the home of the Carter family. They actually have A.P. Carter's old store. So, so, so.、Uh, it's there as a museum.、Mm-hmm. So, you can kind of go see some of the Carter family artifacts and stuff like that. And you can go, I think it's only what, about, it's only like 10 bucks or something in mission. I believe so, yeah.、Uh, regardless to who's there,、mm-hmm. it's usually it's just 10 bucks and,、uh, and it's all non for profit. Nobody really makes any money off of it. So many volunteers.、Oh, it's, yeah. it's just a, it's a regional treasure.、Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's a wonderful place to visit.、And、like I say, if you're ever in the Tri Cities, Tennessee, Virginia region,、mm-hmm. uh, go check out the Carter Family Fold and you get to step back in time.、So. Uh, where the, you can't experience that in many places anymore, that kind of Saturday night barn dance kind of feeling.、Yeah. And, and don't go there ever expecting to see an electric guitar or anything、no. like that, or drums. <laughs> so,、man. Some of those things are forbidden.、Mm-hmm. They do, at least now. Uh, allow bass amps. So, so if you have a bass, a big bass, so, you can bring your bass so amp. So when, when, when the, uh, uh, Johnny Cash played? He, Johnny Cash and,、uh, it could be different, but at one point in time, Johnny Cash and Marty Stewart、yes. were the only two that were allowed to、uh, bring electric I see, instruments. I see, I see, I see. Because I,、yeah. I was wondering, because、mm-hmm. there's a lot of pictures of him. You know, on the wall as、yeah. well, but、uh, I was wondering how he performed、yeah. there. So, so there's still some strict rules, but it keeps it interesting. It、yeah. keeps it traditional. Oh, yeah.、Uh, so, and it, you know, it's not just bluegrass, it's old time.、Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Basically, anything you can dance to that has a fiddle.、Mm-hmm. Kind of swingy stuff also happens.、Oh, yeah. and, uh, but, a、uh, wonderful place to visit. Go check it out.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter Family Fold, Hilton's, Virginia.、Yep. All right, so we're going to move on to our next section. Which, hold on just a second. Oh, I've got this, this deal here. It's called <laughs> Nandan in Japan. I love this live soundtrack that I just make up as we, we go along. <laughs> so, my Nandan in, it's kind of like, what's, what's the deal with this, Japan? That's kind of what it means in English. Airports. <laughs> We just traveled domestically within、mm-hmm. Japan. I've, I've done it before, but it reminded me、uh, when we went to Shikoku.、Mm-hmm. Uh, took the short trip from Tokyo to Shikoku. It's only like an hour and seven minute flight. So there's no time to sleep. Right. <laughs> so you basically have to just go to the airport and go. But the thing about Japan is the first thing I'll, I'll say about the airports in Japan、uh-huh. if you're carrying an instrument, You can check it and not really have to worry about it because you put it in your case、mm-hmm. and you secure it yourself,、mm-hmm. and then they put it in a giant padded box. Well, 
<laughs> so you check in and, and they see you have an instrument and they go secure this giant padded box with straps in it. So you have to be careful though because like especially in Haneda or Narita mm-hmm. airport you know so many people travel with instruments. Sometimes they run so, out. So, 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 so but, make sure if you are wanting to mm-hmm. you know bring your instrument with you mm-hmm. then make sure to be getting there Early, early enough to, to be one of the first. Yes. So, so, yeah. so I mean, that's that's a plus right there. I mean, you don't have to, even your case doesn't get scratched. So then. So you don't even have to worry about that. So then. And uh, so that's the first thing. And the other thing is too is you know in the United States we're always like you know it's like oh you've got to get to the airport like three hours early or something so mm-hmm. you can get through security. In Japan, there are signs that tell you to like be sure to go through security at least 20 minutes before your plane takes off and then be at the gate 10 minutes before your plane takes off mm-hmm. for some reason it's the smoothest process like literally you can just show up at the airport check in walk through security you in security you don't take your shoes off mm-hmm. you don't have to like take your hats and coats only thing you do normally is if you have a laptop computer Sorry. you just take it out of your bag they have advanced scanners. It scans everything. Mm-hmm. You're through security. I mean, at a huge airport like Tokyo mm. or Haneda, which is one of Tokyo's two airports, you're through security, what, in five minutes? I mean, five minutes, you're through, you're finished, you're good to go. If you do ding the bell or something, they'll wand you really quick, mm-hmm. check you out, you're good to go. So efficient, boom, you're gone. And then you can go to the gate. Uh, there's great food places, uh, like uh, there's convenience stores, like Seven Eleven type places inside the airport. Massage chairs. So so that's my favorite. Eh? Yeah, uh, really good <laughs> massage chairs, and it's so, only like two hundred yen, which is like two bucks or something. So for ten minutes. Yeah, you? ten minutes. Oh. It's like the mall. Oh yeah. A lot of malls have those, but these are really good ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can do that, and uh, wonderful clean restrooms. Like you, you want to use the rest, the public restroom while you're in the airport. Like uh, the the doors go all the way to the ground, so nobody's like peeking ah, through. And, you know, in the United States, like there's even a crack where everybody, if you want to, you can see everybody in the bathroom. Is that like some sort of security reason? No, nah, I think it's just cheap or something. Because <laughs> like. That was one of the shocking things, mm-hmm. you know, first time I went to the United States when mm-hmm. I was little, and, you know, my mom was in the bathroom or whatever, and then some girl who was wanting to know where her mom mm-hmm. went in or something, right. so she was just, like, looking under, looking under mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying like, to find her mom, what is going on, mm-hmm. you know? Well, she'd seen me, I'd be like, I'm not your mom, or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah, so uh, bathrooms, and they have the bidets and all that built yes. in in the airport. So you've got digitized toilets. That's uh, so I think we talked about that. Last time. So, so, so. And uh, so you've got the digital toilets and the sound and the, the air. And, and the smell. Smell, poof. perfume poofs, <laughs> like mint. So it's a wonderful place. So if you're about to use the bathroom and you're uh, getting ready to fly inside of Japan, uh, Hold it, oh, so, it so you can get in there and use that public <laughs> restroom because it's the greatest experience of your life as far as using the bathroom publicly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you know, you do that. But like I say, the efficiency is what gets me is how you can, and you can load, a plane can be loaded in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and because so many people, Japan's not that big of a country. It's mm-hmm. roughly the size of California. And, uh, a lot of people fly just short distances. You either fly or take the bullet train. Mm-hmm. And it roughly, a lot of times, is almost the same price. Uh, Give or take. Different. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the airport, you have to be so-and-so. Like I said, it has to be early. Yeah, a little earlier. So-and-so. Bullet train, you just get on and leave. You just get on and leave. Yeah. So, pros and cons. But. but a lot of people fly short distances, but they're usually huge. A lot of times, it's huge planes. It's like a 777 or 787 just going on an hour trip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got 200 and some people loaded in 10 minutes ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then you, you take off and, uh, uh, you know, they do the, the quick drink thing. You've got wonderful flight attendants, usually beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Very skinny. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, 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 and a lot of times they'll speak English as well. Oh, nice. uh, they always, you know, they always speak to me in English, which uh-huh. I think is good. And it's a domestic flight; it's not even international. Oh, so uh, all of the and, the and you also get your emergency instructions. Oh, everything. Everything's yeah. also in English. So, so if one even one foreigners on it. Yeah, yeah. So everything, so you'll be able to understand what's going on. Like this time, I sat in an emergency room and they showed me the sheet on how to open the door and stuff like that. You even that. sat on the in front of the flight attendants, also. Yeah, yeah, she was right in front of me. So, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, the air travel in Japan is is a wonderful experience. So man, the only non-dealing for me about that situation is when you put that heavy, heavy banjo case into that you know, box, that square box mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, the lady at the desk always said, like, to me, mm-hmm. like, we're going to take care of this. Mm, right, you right, you yes. don't have to do anything. We're going to take care of it. But, like, their skinny arms going to break. Yeah, yeah. Carrying how many pounds that is? Yeah, well, I mean, it ends up being, I think, like 35, 36 yeah. pounds. And they struggle to put that banjo case in that box. Mm-hmm. So I'm always offering, like, let him put it in so mm-hmm. you don't have to, like, you know, yeah. break your arm or anything. Yeah. But they usually try to convince, you know. Yeah, people. so... You know, and and also too the uh, if they have any snacks or food, everything's always pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, you know, the, and <laughs> okay. what, uh, the Japan Airlines had. I finally tried. I I've seen this several times and I've never tried it. It's like our try our award winning consomme beef broth or whatever you remember uh, that broth. Consomme? Yeah. Consomme soup, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and try it. It actually is unbelievable. Mm, it was good, but I wished it was like something with it or something. Yeah, it was. Well, it's yeah. kind of strange to drink it. Just broth, soup. yeah, out of a cup. So, so. But it was good, though, so, no. I have to admit. And uh, and, and also, too, uh, um, and, the, and I hate to admit it, but the seats are bigger. I saw. I have more leg space. I saw. On a Japanese domestic. Uh, flight than I do sometimes on an American international. Huh. Uh, ah, so man, that's funny. And and it kind of don't make sense because you know people are generally on average not as tall, uh, but yet there's more leg room. So, <laughs> so, so uh, good room, good seats, good experience all the way around. Uh, good entertainment, free internet. No, no, none of that eight dollar. So what's your Nandanian part then? I just, I, it's non denim because I don't understand how it operates so easily. Ah, oh, Like, I, I, you know, at home, it's chaos. Well. It's the most stressful thing that anyone can ever do, usually, is to try to fly somewhere. Hmm, right. Well, it's like almost about the airport people not wanting to work. No, maybe so. Maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe that's it, but but it seems like everybody at the Japanese airport wants to be there. Um, well, that's it. That's customer <laughs> service about. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, 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 there's there's like I say the the local food things too is what's interesting too is like wherever you're flying from, uh-huh. you can get the local whatever the main food dish of the area is, and you can like get it in like cooler boxes and stuff. Mm. And bring it home with you. Like, we got a bunch of Takamatsu chicken. Honetsuki Dori. Mm. And brought it on ice. They gave us little ice packs. And we brought it back and cooked it that evening here at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just great service. Great experience Mm -hmm. all the way around. A lot of toy airplanes and stuff like that (laughs) going around. So, so like I say, if you're ever in Japan, fly domestically. uh, Use the bathroom as much as possible. (laughs) But after you go in. And try to bring your instrument. <laughs> and try to bring an instrument because it'll go in a padded box. Just remember to arrive a little early. So uh, so that's a great experience. So I guess now we're ready to move on to the, the final chapter mm-hmm. of the podcast, which is... Music time! 
picks on so you can't hear anything. But uh, music time this week, we decided to do, uh, 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 kind of go along with the theme of talking about our personal interests, but I'm going to kind of talk about my favorite banjo players. Uh-huh. And Leona's going to kind of talk about her favorite fiddle players, fiddlers. Who goes first? Doesn't matter. All right. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> banjo player-wise, uh, you know, and, and I'll go ahead and say what everyone, like 99% of everyone says, it has to be Earl Scruggs to a certain extent. Yeah. Because he created three-finger style banjo playing. Mm-hmm. Before Earl Scruggs, uh, a lot of banjo was kind of frilled or strummed or picked or claw hammered. You know what I'm saying? Not three finger like a roll. And a roll's basically, I guess I could demonstrate this since I have a banjo. But uh, basically, uh, you know, before Earl Scruggs, you had a lot of banjo playing that was frilling or claw hammer, which is. That's kind of just strumming with your, you know, using a finger to play melody and also strumming to uh-huh. create rhythm. Mm-hmm. But after Earl Scruggs, it became more of a. So that's kind of a kind of a roll, and basically a roll. Like when when I first learned how to play banjo, I had to learn rolls, mm-hmm. and so the rolls are basically uh, you you sitting there for weeks going and getting your right hand to do the rolling pattern mm-hmm. on the on the different strings. Mm-hmm. So so Earl Scruggs is kind of the creator, the modern or the the popular creator of that style of banjo playing. And Earl was also heavily influenced by, we talked about the Carter family earlier, uh, Mother Maybell Carter's kind of guitar playing. Yes. So, which a lot of people were, a lot of people back in those times were influenced by the Carter family. Yeah. Uh, you were basically either influenced by the Carter family and then some people, Jimmy Rogers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Carter family kind of mountain music and Jimmy Rogers kind of bluesy, yeah. bluesy approach. Can I ask a really, it could be a stupid question. Okay, I might give a stupid answer then. <laughs> but uh, because I don't know anything about mm-hmm. banjo, really. Uh, but I do understand that there's a crowhammer uh, right. playing mm-hmm. style and this finger, three finger picking right, style. Right, I get that, but. And the three fingers are thumb, index, middle. That's right. And I have a question. Mm-hmm. So on the crowhammer, nobody's playing with the picks. Right. No picks on any right. fingers. Right. Who came up with playing banjo with using picks? Well, that that goes with the Scruggs style. And so, some guitar players were playing with picks. I see. See what I'm saying? With you talking about these. Not just the thumb pick, but the the, the middle finger pick as see, well. I see, yeah. I see. So they utilized that onto banjo. Yeah, and it made it loud. You know, it made well, it really loud. Of course, loud. yes, it is loud. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that kind of that kind of it kind of turned the banjo from a kind of rhythm a rhythmic instrument. Uh-huh. Well, primarily rhythmic instrument into a lead instrument, uh-huh. which is all. But you know. Me personally, I believe that banjo is still a rhythm instrument. Also, it can control the rhythm of mm-hmm. the the music as well. Yeah. But prim- but it turned it into a solid lead instrument. Yeah. So am I correct to understand Earl Scruggs mm-hmm. basically put the guitar finger pick style mm-hmm. on banjo? His interpretation. I see. I yeah. See. Yeah, because you know Earl also played finger style guitar on some of their gospel on Flat and Scruggs. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. They did when they do sometimes uh-huh. uh, spiritual numbers or hymns, gospel songs. Mm-hmm. Earl the banjo maybe sounded a little too intense, yeah. so he would play guitar with, with the three finger picks on. Yes, so it's kind of a, a version back and forth. Yeah, uh, and even even a lot at that point in time too, a lot of rhythm guitar players. Uh, some of them were even playing with maybe one finger pick mm-hmm. and one thumb pick, like a kind of a Carl Story or a Clyde Moody mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, kind of approach. So Earl Scruggs is the father. I have to give him credit for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I learned 
not all of his songs, but most of his songs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then probably secondary, uh, well, I, I'm not going to even put them in order because they're different yeah. time periods. Mm -hmm. But and I, I'm basically going to do three banjo mm -hmm. players. Mm -hmm. So Earl Scruggs is the creator. Mm -hmm. The one that I probably copied the most and listened to the most after I started learning how to play was J.D. Crow. Yeah. So J.D. Crow had a band called The New South, mm -hmm. and he also had a band earlier called The Kentucky Mountain Boys. Mm -hmm. Changed to The New South because Kentucky Mountain Boys kind of put him yeah. in a category. Yeah. New South, he could do kind of more modern music, which modern for the 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, his banjo playing, uh, he was a huge fan of Earl Scruggs. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a, you know, kind of a, to a certain extent, a copy of Earl Scruggs mm -hmm. with his own... Uh, ideas mixed into it, mm -hmm. a little more of a modern, yes. modern, uh, modern idea. So J.D. Crow, uh, I love J.D. Crow. J.D. Crow Daisuke. Mm -hmm. uh, that means love in Japanese, and uh, I love J.D. Crow. Mm -hmm. But uh, so uh, J.D. Crow, and then maybe for more, a little more of a modern player, mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw out Sammy Sheila, Lonesome River Band. I love his playing because he, to me, it kind of takes you know, Earl Scruggs in the beginning, then J.D. Crow in the middle, mm -hmm. and then someone like Sammy Sheeler, who, who, who cares about the timing and the tone, mm -hmm. but also incorporates a little bit of a rock and roll feel, mm. but also played a lot of, you know, played around those barn dances and stuff back in the when he was younger, mm -hmm. played around those. And uh, uh, so he has the, the dance timing. Yeah. That kind of rhythmic banjo playing mixed in with a little bit of modern rock and roll feel and uh, old bluegrass mixed together. It's like three or four different things. Mm. So uh, to me, that's kind of my evolution of my evolution of banjo mm -hmm. uh, interests. I see. Uh, so those those three guys are kind of kind of the ones that that I really love as far as banjo playing. Mm -hmm. So uh, if anyone's uh, if anyone's wanting to hear some good banjo playing, check out Earl Scruggs, J.D. Crow, and Sammy Sheila. <laughs> so uh, check check all those three out, and uh, you'll know where I'm coming from. So and, and my banjo teacher, I had a banjo teacher named E.C. Miller. Uh -huh. Great banjo teacher. Yes. Taught uh, thousands of. Someone said nearly 3,000 people uh, over years and years of teaching banjo mm -hmm. in East Tennessee. And uh, uh, he he was a huge Earl Scruggs fan. Mm -hmm. uh, he loved Earl Scruggs. And to a certain extent, he kind of, he didn't mean to, but where he was kind of the same generation, it ended up sounding like J.D. Crow. So, so once I began learning... Mm -hmm. I was able to listen to like bluegrass album band CDs mm -hmm. with J.D. Crow, mm -hmm. and I could easily kind of copy just by listening what he was doing because what I was learning was similar. Mm -hmm. So it translation-wise, I was able to translate it very easily. I see. So, uh, so that's that's kind of where I come from banjo playing. I see. So now let's get a dose of a dose. <laughs> <laughs> what about you on fiddle? What? Oh my goodness, this is very difficult. Because I, I love lots of fiddle players. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I would have mentioned, first I would have mentioned Bassett Clinton. Mm -hmm. Because he is the first fiddle player that I saw in Japan. In Japan. Right, right. Um, he, as a lot of people may know, uh, he performed with all kinds of you know like different music mm -hmm. different people like he was in everywhere mm -hmm. so yeah true he he i guess originally he played a lot of bluegrass he was even a bluegrass boy with bill monroe yeah. for a little while but he kind of branched out to many different genres yes so basically my dad um when he was younger he was working on the um album for the uh folk singer guy uh, he used to play with. Right, right. Um, when they were doing the recording or so, they used all kinds of, like, 
great musicians musicians in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are having a Bela Flex or uh, yeah, he, Bela Fleck recorded on some of that. Uh-huh. And then Basa Clemens was one of them. And so uh, the harmonica uh, uh, Harold. Char- Charlie McCoy. Yeah, Char- I started to say Harold McCoy. <laughs> so, um, I don't remember why he was in Japan back then mm-hmm. when I, you know, first saw him. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I'm sure that was something to do with the recording or a concert mm-hmm. or some deal. And um, you know, I was still maybe what, five years old or something. Oh, like you were that young? Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, five or six, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, I I was just starting classical violin mm-hmm. uh, lessons, and then um, I saw him, and you know, he's kind of, you know, how he looks. He's kind of little mad face, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, it's not like a. He's very tall. And right, right. Kind of skinny. So, and, so, so, yeah, so, yeah. so I was kind of scared, mm-hmm. but uh, but still though. And then he had those big old pipes. Oh, he smoked pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I was kind of scared of him first, mm-hmm. but then I saw his fiddle has his that curving of the face. That's oh, the yeah, like a like a human head. Yeah. <laughs> Not an actual. <laughs> head. But like a yeah. face carved yes. in the, the, yes. the head stock. Yes, head. so even when I was little, you know, I played a violin, so I was like, oh, that's like a very cool violin uh-huh. that he had uh-huh. it got you know my attention uh-huh. and he actually started talking to me I, of course I didn't know any English back then so right, right. I don't know how I communicated or uh-huh. what he you know said or anything uh-huh. like that but uh, that was very shocking you know uh-huh. like I've never seen a violin with that type of like a fancy yeah. stuff. Like he's got all those. It's engraving. Yes, all yeah, those yeah. vines. Yes. And, yeah. So you know, of course, you know, as a little girl, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful, mm-hmm. and so on. So, and then uh, um, uh, he was, you know, like I said, a really unreal on yeah, like everything flashy. he does. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, later on, like I said, uh, when I started learning fiddle music, I, I got to visit him mm-hmm. uh, in Nashville, where he was already kind of getting sick and, you know, mm-hmm. was not doing well. But I uh, played one of his tunes that uh, he often play, and he was kind of excited, and he's like, oh, you copied my uh, back in this time's right. phrase, so... That was kind of amazing. Like, oh, you, you know, his phrasing is very mm, unique. Unique, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he actually did remember what kind of melody line he was doing in what ear type of song. Right, right, so right. That was kind of uh, amazing to know. But the, so he is one of my mm-hmm. favorite favorite fiddle, fiddle player. player. Yeah, and then of course. Um, I have to mention Mark O'Connor. No, well, you went to his camps. That's right. Yes, because he, uh, Mark O'Connor, was the first um, fiddle CD my dad told me to listen to, Mm -hmm. and you know his his tone is very clear, Mm -hmm. and you know in a way he sometimes plays with classical orchestra, right setting so and so so um for somebody like me who has been playing classical classical music mm-hmm. would be very easily attractive to marco corner's type right fiddle mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. so um and then like i said obviously my dad has sent me to the marco corner's camp fiddle camp and uh you know, his, I don't know, it's, his playing is another situation. Well, I guess he appealed to you too because he also did class, he does classical mm-hmm. and fiddle music. That's right. So, like, he can do jazz, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just amazing to mm-hmm. see that type of playing. He's, he's, lately he's doing a teaching or something like that. Right. Uh, but uh, when I took his class at the 
his camp, I couldn't understand most of what he was talking about because it was so advanced. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I don't understand. Like he he talks about you know Boeing is so and so does this Boeing, but I do this or something, and I was like. So how did you do this? You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> show me. Right, right. Play it slow uh-huh, so uh-huh. I can get it. <laughs> that type of situation. But uh, yes, he is a, one of my favorite. And then also, I love Bobby Hicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby Hicks, uh, Fiddle Patch. Yeah. The his album Fiddle, Fiddle Patch. Al- yes, his, Fiddle uh, Album. Is the one actually when I was uh, trying to study fiddle music, mm-hmm. um, our good old friend Arita san mm-hmm. uh, gave me the copy of that CD and told Bootleg me. Bootleg copy? Uh, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. But uh, anyway, he gave me that CD and said, try to copy every possible notes he's playing mm-hmm. on this album mm-hmm. like every single thing not just the melody part but even the backup part that he's doing so and so right if you could do this then you can go jump into the jam session or anything very easy yeah yeah so i uh i tried my best to copy that whole album that was my first step right. of learning mm-hmm. fiddle so yes his after that i discovered you know oh he was in a bluegrass album band so and so so his performance is always you know mm-hmm. lot big portion of yeah and you got to jam with him a few times uh, back in north yes, carolina didn't yes you? and then he makes me play one of his you know those tunes from his album right and, and you know he stands right next to me and then check every nose to nose uh-huh, uh-huh. and tell me on that part that's not the right notes and so on so but like some of the notes i can't do it because my finger my hand is much smaller than his and right. my finger is much shorter than his mm-hmm. So some I can't really do the you same can't positioning. Yeah. So, yes, but uh, but it 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 was been it's been a very great opportunities that I had. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then of course, like I said, I can't skip Kenny Baker. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Baker. Yeah, he's pretty iconic when it comes to fiddle. Yes, yes. I mean, my style, what I play on my fiddle may not sound like Kenny Baker at all, but um. He has composed so many great fiddle tunes. Uh-huh. That just kind of always just amazed me so much. Like, you know, he's he speaks like worse than you, you know, no, with, his, wow. with that accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't understand yeah. what he's saying. Sounds like he's going, diddly dong, diddly dong, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but he has written. Like almost sounds like a classical music type of, you know, fiddle tunes. Mm-hmm. So I can't skip him. Either. Okay, so you're basically a Kenny Baker, Bobby Hicks, Mark O'Connor, Vassar Clemens. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go on more, but <laughs> you can go on more. <laughs> but those are the, I would say those like a first generation. To newer kind of, yeah. Well, Mark O'Connor being a little newer, a little newer, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we all have uh, all have our favorites. Uh, if anybody's got uh, got anything you want to talk talk to us about or make comments about, like maybe you want to tell us who your favorite guitar player is or something like that, mm-hmm. we're always open to listen to your ideas and your thoughts. True. And you can uh, email us at uh, USA dot jp at gmail.com mm-hmm. and for anybody in Japan if you're looking for we got some products available online if you're trying to check out uh, check out anything Americana oriented you can check us out on the web at www.johnpaulusa.com over on Facebook at johnpaulusa.jp uh, also Instagram and Twitter as well johnpaulusajp they won't let you use a dot on Twitter Mm, true. I, I don't know why. It must be a Twitter rule or something. Mm. 
But uh, you can check us out on all those. And once again, too, you can also check Fiddlin' Leona out at www.fiddlinleona. www. It's three W's. You know the W's. You know what the W's are. Uh, at fiddlinleona.com so or on can, Facebook also, Fiddling Leona, Instagram, yeah, everything. Can, you can see all those bonito pictures that we've been eating yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah. So. And, and you can also, if you if you want to really be nosy, you can view my personal page. Mm-hmm. Just type in J.P. Mathis II, or 2, I.I., mm-hmm. on Facebook, and everything I put up, I guarantee you, I put up publicly. So you don't even have to be my friend. To view what I'm what I'm putting up, and I've got some pictures from our trips, some videos, and things like that. So if you want to check those out, do that. Uh, and also too, if you listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher, Stitcher Radio app, uh, like us on there. Uh, give us a rating if you get if you get a chance. So yeah. give us a rating, and uh, maybe drop a line and say, "Oh, I really love this show. This is the greatest show that ever was." Uh, the hosts are extremely talented and so articulate. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, just anything like that. Uh, give us a give us a good quote. Uh, give us your liking on there, and the ratings help us get ranked higher, so more people can find us. Because we're kind of random. We talk about travel. We talk about music. We talk about food. It's we talk right. about everything. Mm. We talk about Appalachia. We talk about Japan. Right. So. Uh, we're a very strange niche. And if you've got any friends, advise them to listen to the JP pod, anybody that you think may be, uh, may be interested in what we're doing here. Uh, so I guess until next time, uh, we're going to sign off here uh, from, uh, from Tokyo, Japan. And like I say, if, uh, if you got any questions or comments for us, send us an email or uh, send, us a, uh, send us a message on the internet and we'll gladly look at them. We appreciate you. And... Uh, I'm your host, JP. I'm Finlay Leona. And wherever you are, have a wonderful day, whatever day it might be. <laughs>